We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, six months, and 10 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? Um, I'm in a humorous mood. Oh, my brain cells must still be buzzing from plenty of A-level work. <laughs> A-level work. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. We'll uh, we'll see what kind of um, see what kind of trouble that you get all of us into today, shall we? Yeah. But before we do that, we took a big risk getting involved in all of this, and we're not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. We like to actually bring attention to, to real issues that are out there, don't we? I thought yeah, we did. Right. Yeah, of course we do. We actually, we, we like to pursue the actual truth in the heart of the matter, as opposed yeah, to what Yeah, and these... hopefully give them information and let mm. them follow it up and make their own decisions. That's right. That's right. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we offer additional features with our now active subscription service. Benefits include access to our instant messaging service for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcast, such as this one, as well as exclusive access to our behind the scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product that you're hearing now, such as what we were discussing in prep. Ned was quite, um, he was quite candid in that one. That's Needless fair. to say, there'd be a lot of bleeps if, if we were doing that on the actual final release. If you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream media like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can come on board with us and you can take advantage of these benefits that we're offering to you. And by doing so, you will also support our work and the research that goes along with it. And together we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television and the newspapers and the talking heads on the international stage, such as Klaus Schwab. I really don't like that guy. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. With that being said, let's get into the events of the day. What do you have? What kind of trouble do you want to get everybody into today? Well, I don't know. I'm going to... Um, there's positives, but what seems to be... This is what really gets me, this, fo this positive fog that the institutions put out. And it always, if you if you think for a short while, you find out and you'll realise the reasons why, and it's usually a negative, or they've been forced into doing it. It's like, um, where shall I start? I'm not going to start with Steve Khan yet, because he's a git. Well, you said, 
No, 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 no. You said kid. the institution, so let's <laughs> let's pick an institution. I guess he you should be an with... institution. Should be one of his own. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you uh, Marty mentioned Richie Rishi Sunak the other day. Oh um, yes. push, yeah. Pushing it back for five years. Well, I tell you what, people, you want to get behind this, and you want to, you know, when somebody puts a nudge in a direction for their own political gain, well, pick it up and roll with it. There's not many people fighting Parliament for anybody. I mean, there's obviously, there's one well-renowned one within the UK, it's Andrew Bridgeton, yeah. Even he said, you've got to stand up and fight yourself now, people, because Parliament have been bought out, basically. I mean, that, that's his own words. Um, he's he, he did a really, really interesting podcast earlier this month and i i meant i meant to bring it up it was with a, a canadian lady um it was uh, her name's marianne gerber or gabau g-e-b-a-u-a-r um i don't know how to pronounce her surname very good podcast he did it very well um putting his points forward better history i advise everybody just to find it it was on the 7th of september by the way look for this lady's podcast with andrew bridgeton you'll then hear a lot of clear and understandable points of how the system in uk is so corrupt in fact openly i mean he even puts on there that he's spoken to um higher up echelons within his own um parliament who actually didn't they say him it just said your points of view don't have political strength i mean it, that in itself and you know you're coming up against big powers, et cetera, et cetera. And they just said that to him. And this isn't just the Conservative Party, which he's part of. The Labour Party would not support him either. So uh, so even the they? lot of them, yeah, the lot of them, well, he, he even used the angle about climate and we could stand up and I could say this or whatever, yeah, even sure. went in and had talks with them. But the thing is, both parties, like I said before, it's not what they argue about. It's what they don't argue about, and that is a problem. And they're both, they all seemed aligned for their own good. The problem is, so we don't have, as it's said, politics of left and right. We've just got to tell people what's right and wrong, because that's all we can do now. There is no left and right, is there? Actually, in, no, I, I will, I'll, I'll go this way with it. Uh, that's an interesting point you bring up. I'll, I'll just say this on it. I actually believe that considering everything that we've been witnessing over the course of not just the last three years, I think the last three years is kind of like that's that's the mask being ripped off, if you will, for all to see. But mm -hmm. in in my lifetime, okay, so the in, in the last, say, 30, 35 years, uh, 30 years especially, there is no right. The, the right, in my opinion, is an illusion. It's a fantasy. The reality is, is that everybody's on the left. That's, well, that's my opinion. It, it, call it the left call it everybody's on everybody's the same, on the same page same platform they're on the yeah, same platform they're, yeah, they're on the same it. platform and, and if we're going if we're going by ideological standpoints everybody's on the left even the people that are on the supposed right all of their points now even in america are on the left i'm talking about like the republicans it's quite the interesting isn't it when if Absolutely. you look into british if you look into british politics well not that long ago they said uh, everything's a shade of blue so they gave it a fog of its own if you know what i mean Everybody's a sh even the L Labour Party are a shade of blue, and they all went with that, and it was just a massive fog screen. In the last three, four years, they had to find a way to lock the people down because so much has been done 
during that time. So many companies have come into existence since 2019 and 2020 with all this carbon stuff. It is amazing. I mean, we're not talking one or two. We're talking hundreds of companies have gone down this GMO stuff, changes of foods, the carbon footprint. I mean, it's all, it takes a long time to prepare for this. It just doesn't all just manage to puff out of air. And so they needed something. And that, that it was triggered. And I know it's reiteration, but it's all been done deliberately, all triggered at once. And it's all set and it's moving and it's picking up speed. And we've got to find somehow to derail this. We have to find some. I mean, the one of the few things that the people have, I mean, especially um, those poor buggers in London, because um, they were they were going to have a chance to um, have a talk with that git Sadiq Khan about um have their say about his um ulez and stuff but on advice from the police it got cancelled because they were afraid of too much heavy protesting and everything else let the people but, protest exactly exactly so yeah let them stand up there and, t- and and show them just how much of a fraud these people are and their yeah, agendas are exactly so that just shows you as the people they're telling you you don't have the right to protest and you need to protest exactly about that. The one thing you... Uh, right. In this country, yeah, just a little suggestion. There's a lot of people in Greater London, and it just takes a 100,000 people that ha- to raise a petition that has to be heard by law. You can present that to Parliament. That means 100,000 signatures. Suggestion. Keep them coming. When you submit one, already have the next five ready. And question just on keep that. them coming. And question on that. Go I on. always see these uh, these petitions that circulate online. Does that include the online petitions as well? Does it have to? Yeah, be like you a can do it on .org, and it's okay. there. And it and basically, it needs to be a petition raised. And when you've got hundred thousand signatures, it can be represented. Because I mean, it is a valid point in London. Apparently, right, the air in London is good. It's the best it's been for that is true. decades, if you go, if you probably go back a century you, or two. Yeah, if you go back and yeah. you look at like the 60s and 70s yeah. especially, you were yeah. and you were in the city at that time. Uh, and the one thing <laughs> I did realise when I went to see a show, um, I went, well, no problem up here. But when you went on the underground, because my daughter hadn't been on there before, you can taste it down there. So, I mean, the po- a, po- a point that's raised that, hang on, if you're going to get the people not using cars in london and you're going to force them to use public transport that underground is their transport don't they so have you're push so you're pushing pe- like don't they yeah, have there the is ventilation? ventilation but the point is most you got ventilation but these are tunnels that these are a lot of tunnels yeah and yeah, it is yeah. trains and yeah. you've got you have got build up over a very long time yeah down there and you can feel it and if you pack people in what's it going to be like Absolutely gonna, miserable. Well, yeah. So you've put it this way. The air down there is not as clean as the air above. So he's doing everything upside down. He needs to sort that out where he's going to shove them first. He needs to leave them alone up top. I, I don't think there's been a pollution death due to vehicles in London. No, yeah? I, well, I don't think there has I mean, not for an endless amount of time. I don't know how far you'd have to go back. But that transport system down below that needs sorting out because you are i mean people you you, you want to get on this case you have got the right because there's loads of money in in you lot there and if you're not driving your cars and you're getting upset 
Use your money, pool your money, get a company to sample the air. Get companies to sample the air in London. Get it from whatever points. Start creating your own movements and start doing many of them because then you can bring that idiot down because then you will find out and drag it up and tie it up in law and get them upset and do it in numbers and do it in numbers. Just keep them rolling in because that is the only way you're going to do it. He has put himself in a position and he has actually given you the weapons to endlessly throw back at him. And if you win a case there, you're doing a lot for the population because you could be a massive stand-up point because London is central. London can not not be seen. It's like the NHS when they eventually got the mandate broken for themselves during COVID. You've got to stand up for yourselves, guys, and there's enough of you. I mean, it's quite interesting. Um, someone apparently said that there's that many trees around Greater London and London that if the houses weren't there, it would be called a forest. Mm-hmm. So, and they're actually in the uh, process of cutting a lot of those down because they're making those bike lanes, if you recall. That's just to annoy Jeremy. I wish he'd move out. They might just stop it. <laughs> he did move out. He actually went the other way. He went out and bought a farm. Yeah. It was just a point of view because he was having a bitch the other day. Well, rightfully, right, rightfully right, he was having yeah. a bitch. Yeah. And I, I, actually, I actually totally agree with him. Um, but, yeah. I was just having a bit of a bit of a bit of a laugh at his expense there, Jeremy. Don't take it on board too much. Um, yeah, so look at the podcast, people. Um, Rishi Sunak, get behind them. Create petitions. Say cars bring pointers along. If you can push cars back five years, push whatever back. Because basically, yeah, the point of political point of view he's used is like we were shouting, one or two percent max is our footprint. It doesn't make a difference what we do from now on until everybody else in the world comes in line. And if they don't come in line, let's repair our country because it is our country. And that's what they're there for. Nothing other than that. I do and have something. I do have something here. You talk about, <laughs> well, you're talking about that. You're talking about repairing your country. And you've had a fair share to say about this in the past. Uh, and I, I thought we could talk about this. You talked about, uh, and we've had a long discussion about the NHS before and what's been done it to it. Um, the Daily Mail did a uh, did a study, and they found that more than half of people that are sick that go into A and E are waiting more than four hours yeah. on care. That's yeah. that's almost like waiting in a U.S. hospital emergency. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, four hours. Yeah. Four yeah, hours. They'll be they can be waiting a little longer than that. Wow. Yeah, it's mental. They say and that the thing, only seventy one percent of patients are seen within in England within that time frame. Yeah. That's crazy. That still leaves, that still leaves a high percentage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the thing is, if other people come in, like you got prioritized depending on the severity of what people come in with, if it's a child, if it's, what well, you know, anything can make you shift down that line. Yeah, it's sure. a never-ending thing. Uh, I mean, what did the... Um, they actually stood up and said something the other day, didn't they? They published something the other day. What was it? NHS. Who the NHS did? Yeah, they were a bit outspoken. They, um, oh, yeah. Schools should not allow children to socially transition without consent from their carers or parents. That means basically this is a dig at the schools. I was going to say, no, and, I understand what it means, but we shouldn't be, we shouldn't even be having this discussion. <laughs> but we shouldn't be, yeah. but this is where it's happening. Right, right. I mean, especially even to um, a greater point in America. Yes. But the point is the NHS now. 
they they said basically without carers and parental consent it shouldn't be pushed that they could do this they them they whatever things because it, they've actually said this could lead to complex issues which arise and um it could call alienation it could have family issues if it's not if the carers and the parents aren't on board and fine good i agree with you 100% but then my cynicism kicks in why does my cynicism kicks in? Because I'm thinking, well, why would they stand up and say that? Because in America, they don't. So what's the difference between our hospitals and American hospitals? American hospitals are totally corporate and insurance driven, yeah? So they're yeah. driven for profit. Yes. Yeah? yeah. So yeah. they're not doing anything. The surgeons don't mind chopping everybody anybody up, whatever age, and they're all and they're pushing down to the consent age of twelve and whatever nasty idea they want. I'm giving it so that's the main thing. So our NHS is governed by taxpayers' input. Therefore, it's under a hell of a lot of pressure. So they're not coping. So they seem to stand up and do the right thing because this is like a survival trait, not that they care because they should have come out a long time ago. So somebody gone down the line has weighed the pros and cons and gone probably financial. Let's stand up and look like we're the good guys, mm. right? Point taken. But... The thing is, it brings to the point, people, that we've got to hold on to the NHS. Because if you still want them to be even the plastic good guys and you don't want to lose control of your children, you've got to get rid of that corporate footprint. You really do. Because there is a massive lack of transparency in there. You see, this is it, right? In Remember me? I want to go a bit further with this. Um, I spoke about the Hippocratic Oath, didn't I? And wondered whether how many people were Hippocratic Oath, yeah? Yes. And then I wondered, well, how many people can alert? Well, apparently it's not compulsory. I can understand why it's not compulsory, because it's a very old thing. And within that oath, because there's the original one, there's a lot of Latin and everything else in it. And it's all about not doing evil and doing good, and even to the point where it says... Um, you can't, you're supposed to be good to the patient and not seduce them. And, and, um, you're not to be on the side of abortion and you're not to be, you're not to help suicide and stuff like that. So it was done on a Christian basis. Yes. Which isn't a problem. I have not got a problem with that, but those that aren't Christian and in the world, the multicultural world, we're quite possibly could. So obviously um, this is why it was made not compulsory, I do believe. But then you go down the lines of, well, what do the colleges do? Do they make any oath or promise at all? And Oh, they do. I've heard some of them, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yes, they do. But then not all of them do. But in, then you find out in this country, if you want to practice as a doctor, you've got to be a member of the GMC. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. Yes, you do, right? Now, basically, the General Medical Council, right, are, they became a charity in 2001, a charitable organisation, and it's funded by its members. Now, its members are doctors. If you want to be a practising doctor in this country, you have to register with them and pay an annual fee to stay registered. But, like everything else in this country, they can get a tax refund on 100% of their membership. Oh, <laughs> okay yeah. but we can't well, the ordinary people can't get yeah the ordinary yeah, people can't get that getting, yeah. yeah which which was an annoying thing for me but um so basically they they have to get reg registered yeah and the main reason behind the gmc is to um 
They have what you call a good medical practice. So they lay down the rules and the code of practice that doctors are meant to follow. And they've just updated it for January 2024. But it is still just about the same. I was wondering whether they were going to totally destroy it. But they have. Yeah, give them another year, they'll they'll destroy it. So basically, uh, the duties of the medical professional registered with the GMC. These are the code of practices, right? And patients, what they do is, um, I'm not going to go through the whole bloody document. I just want to go through a few things so people can hear what doctors should follow. They they have to register with the GMC and they should follow these codes of practices or they can be what's called struck off. They have to go to a tribunal. Struck off. That means okay. So, yeah, all right. So they get they get a like a reprimand, and they have to go appear before a uh, a review. Board a tribunal. Kind of yeah. Yeah, they get, yeah. Yeah. And then they, you know, and then the tribunal decides whether it's yeah. whether you are not going to be allowed to practice, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Basically, the the show trials where they hold um, they hold a, a medical license mm-hmm. over your head. Yeah. yeah. So their opening statement is: patients must be able to trust medical professionals with their lives and health. Wow. I mean, that's oh a good boy. starter, isn't it? That is it. Justif- they're not, yeah, they're not exactly batting a thousand here, but yeah, go ahead. Hang on. To justify that trust, you must uh, make the care of the patients your first concern and meet the standards expected of you in all four domains. So there's only four domains. And if you went into them deeply, it sort of, you know, subsections and everything but the first one is knowledge of skill and development that one tells you basically you should have a good standard of practice and you should only sort of do what you're competent in and you should keep your skills up first one fine patience partnership communication respect of every patient's dignity right and treat them as an individual are they ever listen to patients and work in partnership with them supporting them to make informed decisions about their care, protect patients' personal information from improper disclosure, right? So think on that, people. That's just a few pointers from that one. Off you go. Then you've got colleagues, culture, and safety. Work with colleagues in a way that best serve the interest of the patients, right? Teach people, uh, treat people with respect and help create a working and training environment that is compassionate, supportive and fair where everyone feels safe to ask questions talk about errors and raise concerns ask promptly if you think the patient's safety or dignity may be seriously compromised now this is what the doctors are supposed to be able to do now what would be stopping them other than threats still at work of loss of jobs than enabling them to do that so i can't believe all the doctors in the country don't want to actually. They, they don't want to be able. Don't want to question anything. I don't think all of them want to do that. No, but as we, if, if we're using COVID as a uh, as a, a bellwether, if you will, we saw that a lot of doctors just went with the narratives. Exactly. Why? Because it was just the thing to do. They they believed in the experts. It was the easy route. Yeah. But what about all the premise that just came before that? Well, the premise in this case didn't matter, especially when you had uh, fringe cases where they were taking doctors' medical licenses away that weren't doing the proper <clears throat> procedures and following the protocols that were given by the experts. Yeah, and each one of those licenses should have been put out there and the reason why. 
Yeah, but no, it was just, it, yeah, but it, I, I agree with you, but it was done in the opposite manner. It was done as a uh, an example, if you will, like like fear to, well, to the others. Right, yeah. Do this and get in line or this is going to happen to you. Or you lose it. Exactly. Yeah. So it was basically, they were scared, yeah. bullied, everything into it, yeah? Well, they would have lost everything. So, they would have lost well, yeah, their, so everything they worked for. Yeah, you know, so you've got, okay, let's do, just do the last one, then we'll, I, I want to have a talk about this. It says, trust and professionalism, yeah? Never unfairly discriminate against patients or colleagues. Never abuse patients' trust in you or the public's trust in your profession. Now, because of what you've just said and because of what has happened over the last few years, that has totally fallen apart. So as... If you were a lawyer or if you were somebody in law and these are codes of practice and the government has made stipulations that if you don't follow these lines, you're struck off, they're both guilty because you've allowed yourself to be bullied and you've broken all your codes of practices. So theoretically, you could be struck off anyway. And the bully, situation. yeah, it, they have put themselves in a situation where they can't win now. The doctors have put themselves in a situation where they can't win. Yeah, it's a horrible place to be, but I'm angry at them. I'm angry at them because they had a responsibility. I mean, a lot of them probably had kids of their own and whatever. And you can guarantee that somewhere along the line, a high percentage of them probably didn't get vaccinated and still broke the trust with those patients. I mean, they, and quite it, it's, frankly, it, it, quite frankly, they should be held accountable for that when all this comes, when it comes time to pay the piper for all this, those that did that should be held accountable. I'm not asking for a witch hunt. I'm just trying no, to no, tell no, I'm people. Not, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm trying to tell that. people that when you actually take responsibility for another person's life, it is a massive thing, right? You take that shoulder, you take it on as a parent when you're, you're doing that selfish move to have a child. A little being that doesn't want to be born or didn't ask to be born comes along. That's your responsibility, yeah? It's massive. Someone goes through medical school, law school, everything else, yeah? All these people that are shouldering responsibilities because of ideals that they once held, which so easily were thrown out the window because somebody came along and threatened them, which is written under the ideals that they shouldn't do. And yet they just independently caved in instead of standing together. They stood together to stop mandates. They stood together to get more money, but they haven't stood together to save the lives of the people that were in their care. Or even, I mean, the trust is some did. trust broken some, cannot some, be re-earned. Yeah, some some did. You know, there there were some doctors that, yeah. that spoke out. A lot of, people, uh, like, a lot of them paid like the, the price. Yeah, um, but one one that spoke out, and I, his name eludes me right now. Uh, but we we talked about him several times, and we played the video. The one that actually stood up to to Jarhead Sajid Chavid and said, oh, yeah, "Look, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with this." And he he was he was on all the you know the Good Morning shows and everything else, and was telling it like it was. Yeah, so he, he um, at least took I mean, a you, ha you have got doctors around the world. I mean, that have made a name for themselves. Um, is Bhakti one of them? He's one of the. Is he? Um, Sachar Bhakti, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's one yeah. of them. Um, Yaden, Doctor Michael Yaden, um, Doctor Michael Yaden. Yeah, McCullough, I don't know quite. Uh, I don't others. quite know where Doctor Malone stands. That um, one's a. That I'm. I'm still a. I'm still out on that uh, one. To be fair, uh, yeah, me he's, too. he's got some. Um, he's got some other. It's got ties that I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, there are a few of them, and 
Yeah, they, they, they are going and they're still going and it's very interesting. You see, what is annoying, I'm a great believer in karma. I'm a great believer in if you make a promise, if you definitely make an oath, because I've always told my child that, and they say, will you promise this, Dad? I don't promise anything unless I'm going to do it. It's good enough for me to say I'm going to do this. If I don't do it, then you've got something to say. My daughter's 16 now. She doesn't ask me to promise it things because I've always done what I've said. And that's the way it should be. A promise is a strong thing. I believe you tie yourself to things. And I actually did look up that Geneva Physician's Oath that some of the medical schools do actually do. And it says, I will attend to my own health, well-being and abilities in order to provide care of the highest standard. I will not use my medical knowledge to violate human rights and civil liberties even under threat. I make these promises solemnly, freely and upon my honour. That is what they say, yeah? That is one hell of a promise, even under threat. Well, I think that if you've actually taken that oath, you've broken that. Because in this country, although we tried to push through a Bill of Rights to separate us from the Human Rights Charter, so we could rewrite it ourselves as we parted away from Europe, it was thrown out the window, that Bill of Rights. If you looked into human rights, people... It's quite funny, because if you looked into human rights, it starts with Article 2. And I always used to wonder, why isn't there an Article 1? But Article 1 only has a list of articles, starting with Article 2. So it's just like a content map, and I went, okay, fine. <laughs> why can't we just make things simple you yeah. know, when it comes to these <laughs> charters and stuff? Can't we just went, make it simple huh? rather than get all complex and everything with it? <laughs> and I went, hmm, but Article 2 is the one that protects your right to life, Right. And it actually does say, it says, this means that nobody, including the government, can try to end your life. <laughs> it's a good start to it, isn't it? It also means the government should take the appropriate means to safeguard life by making laws to protect you, and in some circumstances, by taking steps to protect you if your life is at risk. Public authorities also consider your right to life we're making decision now when you come down to public authorities it's an endless list the nhs are included in there so they're included in the right to life anybody that has a contract that works within the public domain comes under that charter too i've just briefly said those few lines on it no matter what happens if this goes to if we come out the other side of this and this goes to courts and everything else there's a lot of people to line up against the wall Oh yeah, absolutely. And as much as anything else, I think just in I think just in this country that I'm in, there's a line stretching halfway around Berlin right now, ready to stand up. Oh, I, I tell you, what, it, it, it's just it, it's incredible. It is incredible that basically the governments have aligned themselves with corporate ways of that, and ethics and morals mean nothing. They have they've all stepped past the line now <laughs> over these last three four years they have stepped over that line uh, i don't know what to say uh, it's, it's incredible under those two ideals alone in the uk and i just i can look into my country like you can look into your constitution it, it, it's incredible it is just madness and i'm fed up with it and the people should be fed up and he's really i would really love i really want the center of london to become a melting pot and that's a deep get to go down the tube in fact get him to sleep down there for a while 
actually. I bet he doesn't even take it. I'll bet he doesn't even take it. He'll he'll go down there every, every now and again for a photo op for his Twitter page or whatever. You see him do that, but well, he doesn't. The thing even use is, it. the thing is, if he travels around London, yeah, he's exempt. Well, that and well, he usually, charge. yeah, and if well, that's true. And if if he gets, um, what was it? Uh, if he gets, if he usually, if he gets seen in public, then he gets ridiculed and and mobbed and everything else. Oh, he'll have an entourage with him anyway. Yeah, just how awful he is. I was actually reading uh, somebody that is tracking his travel since he's been mayor of London. He has circumnavigated the globe, I want to say it's almost 500 times worth of international travel since he's been mayor of London. That's quite a footprint. That is quite a footprint. Mm, well, how, how hard are us peasants going to work, have to work to cover his carbon footprint? Well, that's, a, that's, that's interesting you ask. <laughs> I will get to, um, to, to your little uh, surprise now at, at this current <laughs> time. Well, it's not really a surprise. It's more of um, uh, something that happened. You remember I said that um, I had something to say about Dear Charlie, yeah, or, or oh, yeah, and oh something God. about <laughs> something about Macron, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yes, they well, met up, didn't they? They did meet up, as a matter of fact. They were in the Palace of Versailles last night, and there was a there was just a little bit of a, well, it was kind of a, just an impartial, impromptu dinner. You see there, you know, it was just a couple of people there at this this informal dinner, you see. Goodness, oh look Lord. at all these. Oh, yeah, look at all these people. Mr. Lips. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, look at all that. Yeah, I'll, and I bet, I bet that there's meat on that menu. Oh, that's that's Hugh Grant. Yeah, that's uh, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a yeah, huh? Uh, yeah. Definitely Hugh Grant. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then of course you'll see uh, Macron and and dear old Charlie uh, walking here in just a second. Boy, look at that menu. Isn't that great? Uh huh. Yeah. Ah, dear God. So they're telling everybody else that you're going to. Um, what is it? You're going to eat bugs. You know, you're going to eat insects. You're going to eat uh, air protein. This is what they're doing. People are struggling literally to <clears throat> buy food right now. And this is what they're doing. I'd like to know how many lights are actually outside that building lighting up the grounds. And uh, the wattage in that hall itself is just going to be mad. And hang on. Is that French taxpayers' money paying for that? Or oh, is it, oh, you or is it joint? You, well, it could joint? be joint. Yeah, it could be joint. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, they've got the uh, they've got the uh, French French um, nuclear plants on full blast just for that. Oh, they uh, they certainly do. Yeah, they you need at least two of them. You need two reactors going just to power that that mm. dinner that they're having right there. Oh, that's a joke. That's an endless table. That, People, it is it is ridiculous. a that's the longest table I've actually seen. That's bigger uh, than I've Putin's seen some, I've seen. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen some <laughs> tables, but that is a, that's incredible. The amount of guests there. I mean, even Macron's watch won't pay for that. That is and true. That's worth 90, a ninety thousand euro watch. Yeah, <laughs> while he's talking that, about well, even scratch that. conservatively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I do have uh, I do have an article that was put out by uh, the French mainstream media, French uh, news agency there, France Twenty Four. King Charles the Third proposes France UK partnership for sustainability to tackle the climate. An emergency. King Charles III on Thursday followed in his mother, Queen Elizabeth II's footsteps by addressing lawmakers in the French upper chamber of parliament with a speech calling for strengthened ties to help tackle the world's environmental challenges. Hey. And <laughs> Did he speak French? Hey, what, I want to know. What, what am I supposed to say of that? He'll, he'll speak up there and he'll, he'll just give it rah, 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 rah. Well, you have been and using we, the word get. As countries, we haven't got the money. The money's all in the corporations and we've got to side with them, boys. Piss off. 
You're just doing nothing but selling everything down the bar. Fucked hole. It's just going. It's oh, it's just incredibly horrible. Ah, sick and of he'll it. say, "Well, yes, you can. You can um, put up another hundred of those windmill gravestones and pay me the offshore price because you're on sovereign land." And yeah, and he'll be leasing all his. You know, as long as you're within the X amount of miles offshore, you'll be paying him. Put it in his pocket. And it won't be coming back into taxpayers' pocket, even though it's probably taxpayers' money. So yeah, he's um parasite. Sorry. No, you're you're right. He uh, he most certainly is. Well, you know, I talked about the uh, since we'll we'll go ahead and wrap that up. Since um since we talked about the uh, the UK online safety bill, I thought that we would bring in. Uh, an expert on the New Zealand side of things that's going to head up their online safety department. Uh, speaking at the United Nations this past week, Jacinda Arder. This week we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must as leaders address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war? If people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal, but noble. How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? Oh, well. How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? Oh, yeah. The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same. To cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves. My head didn't fall. You locked the entire country down. To collapse the collective strength of countries (laughs) who work together. Unbelievable. But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. In these times, I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts. Uh, lady, but there right, is that's, cause for op- that's enough. Your people hate Who's you. Who's the we? <laughs> Who's the we? That's a good question. Who's, Who's the we? we are facing it? Who is the we? I would really like to stand up and say, who are you referencing as we? Because basically, we, uh, you probably know whose pocket she's in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a, uh, quite frankly, why Why is she even speaking? She's no longer a head of state. Why is she at the United Nations? Why is she, why is she standing there? They're all going to be there. Yeah. They are. Well, the United Nations is what? Um, a, a, a good old boy's club for third world dictators. Of, <laughs> it's a vocal arm. It's the third vocal arm of the elitists. The other one is the WHO, and the other one is the WF. What, do yeah, you, what well, more do you want? Yeah. What more do you want? Well. They are three heads that need removing, and they're shoving it. It's, it, it's just moving them around the houses. And it's just, oh, it's, it's just horrible. She she stands up there and she vocalizes, we? 
we, not we the people. Well, no, not we the people. But when she's talking about us as leaders, that we need to be concerned about the mis and disinformation. Yeah, lady, you should because you're the ones putting it out. People hate well, you. You can't, you can't say anything other than that. There is yeah. no such thing. Right, misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, climate change, climate boiling, climate this, climate that, climate agenda. Climate boiling? Climate I haven't heard whatever. that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> Global boiling, I've heard, not climate boiling. But they'll be using that one next, you can bet. <laughs> but it's it's going to it, – all, all of that stuff is just generated by corporate and elitist ideals. It's people who want to make money out of, hang on, their assets because that's what we are. That's what we're seen as, their assets. Yeah, and that, that is the sad thing. An honest scientist says a climate model, the answer you get out is how it's designed by the person that puts the stuff in. It's not good science. It is not good science whatsoever. It's jiggery-piggery, a lot of it. And it is, it's even if a, a good science paper is written, because of the way it's written... It's unreadable by a lot of people because, or unreadable to the point where they struggle and they can't understand it. So by the time it's gone through the cherry picking of the political points, the corporate points, the media points, they come out with something that doesn't even resemble what the original paper said. Well, that's the way it goes. Um, to your, that to your is why we point. are where we are. Yeah, to your earlier point, uh, these are signs that these are signs that are being placed on these uh, these ULES cameras by these Blade Runners that are being left overnight now. Uh, they <laughs> they basically they say "f you con" to um, the London mayor there. Yeah, too right as well. Get out there, people! A hundred thousand people to make a petition. Get it out there. Get that air sampling done. There's a lot of people in Greater London that have a lot of money. Just put a little each together. Find a company that will do air sampling. Find somebody that is willing to actually put the lawful point there of all the data that you might gather and get it out there. And just put more and more pressure on him. More and more pressure. The underground is a massive place. Sample at one point, get a petition in. But while you're doing that, sample at 10 other points and put 10 more in. And just keep it coming one after another after another. Bury him in his own shite because that's what he needs. Anyway, I've had enough of... Yeah, yeah, moving on. Just a quick couple of things. Uh, <laughs> I always got to say something for the US because you. Were, I only only say something when you bring something up. What's this about um, your ATF? The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. What about it? Uh, they, ah, the federal government agency of yours. Yes, yes. yeah. <laughs> well, anyone that sells a gun to anybody is now classified as a gun dealer. Excuse me? Um, if I want to sell a, a gun that I own legally to another person, then that's You're between me. That no, is, under your under your federal push now. I don't care what they there. say. Oh yeah, let them. Yeah, let them. <laughs> I don't care. That is between you and the other party and no one else, and that's the way yeah. that it is. And gun dealer, my gun ass. Dealer. No, no. They can go on to, with that. You, yeah, you've yeah. got to have the, you're supposed to have the supposed correct to. license to do so now. Yeah, supposed um, to. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the license. Here's my license right here. Yeah. The listener can't see that, but you can tell what I'm doing yeah. as an American. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But I just thought that, well, that's, I just thought I'd tickle back a bit. Oh, of course. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. No, that's good because I happen to, to think that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives is one of the most useless organizations <laughs> that we have outside of the Department of Homeland Security, and they should be defunded and all fired immediately. So ah, that's, that's, that's yeah. Well, that, yep. Is that after or before the other list of them? <laughs> oh, well, they're, they're included Central in all agencies, of that. So as in like- UK agencies- if if I yeah, if else. I'm if I am if I'm the president of the United yeah. States, I'm telling you that will be shut tomorrow morning. As in that office will be padlocked. You will get pink slips. You're not coming back to pick up your belongings. You are fired. And if you think that you're going to come back from another administration, I'm going to have the building demolitioned. I'm going to have it torn down. You will not have That's an good. office to come back to. That's good. Still entitled to free ice cream as a president, though, aren't you? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, I, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I am. Yes. I would. You know, he's probably got an ice cream bar in that place. He's probably, <laughs> probably got an ice cream buffet. One. I kid you not. Yeah. Most people will have a wine cellar. He's got these like long cubular tunnels where he just shoves boxes oh, of ice cream. Isn't that disgraceful? That is absolutely disgraceful. His um, his campaign manager or something like that, uh, he was asked on one of the useless mainstream media networks earlier this week, they said, is he running again? And the response was, 100%. So they're really going to try and go with him. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's enough about America. <laughs> yeah. Me. I got the response I wanted, Johnny. That's good. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that I was able to, to give you the response you were looking for. Germany on the and if, point. if Bruce were here, he would give you an even more. <laughs> oh no, yeah. no, I would. I'd, I'd be taking out my ears would be burning. <laughs> yes, yes, they would. They're, I would be on that bleep button the entire time he would be talking about yeah. it. So yeah, uh, Germany. Yeah, there's uh, there's an aerospace company that's finished its fifteen test flights on um, the Polaris space plane. Okay, is this one of those uh, orbital gliders that they're working on? Well, it's 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 basically. <laughs> Was it like sort a shuttle of. or something? It, it, it's called a. Uh, it, it, it's very um, like uh, pointy, like you know. Is it? Is it kind of? Is it kind of similar to the uh, uh, the Virgin Galactic one, like that? Not quite, but it's only a, it's only it's just over eight foot long. Oh, is that all? Yeah. It's, okay. it's 8.2 feet long. But okay. the idea of this is right. It's called the Mirror Light. It's a prototype vehicle. It's done three days of tests over uh i think they had the first one in uh 22nd of august and they've just finished it i think about a week or two ago and i wanted to look it up and since i didn't get my short <laughs> i thought i'd mention something at least non-political um basically the plane like i said is only about eight foot eight point two feet long and it has four electric fan engines yeah and they've been lo doing loads of tests, but it's had like um, uh, uh, sort of. It's been equipped with like ready for a rocket engine. So this uh -huh. eight foot, this eight foot plane is going to have a, a rocket engine in it, and it, uh, where it's done its test flights with these five electric fans and stuff like that. And it's apparently, yeah, this is German's idea of sending these little things. I don't know how well, I well, they do have a space program here. So they, yeah. I mean, and they've oh, yeah, been successful yeah, yeah. with it's, it. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's three flights. Total I've flights toured, about 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. I've toured the facilities. all its tests. Yes, I've I've toured their their space facilities here before, uh, and I've I've gone into the um, uh, the control rooms and everything, kind of like what our mission control thing is in in the U.S. I've I've been through all of it here, and oh, yeah. it is quite something. It is impressive. It's reminded me of something. Something's supposed to wake up today, and I haven't checked up on it. Remember the Indian space modules and that. Yes. Because it's gone into the dark, it, it went the South Polar area went into the dark, didn't it? So it went nighttime, and because they didn't have batteries to last that long, the Indian stuff has gone to sleep. And today's supposed to be wake up time. <laughs> so I'm just wondering whether it's woken up or not. The, the days starts today. The lunar day starts today. Uh-huh. So I just well, I'm gonna have to well, check up on maybe that. just maybe just maybe if they're having a little bit of a problem, if they've hit the snooze button one too many times and they haven't been able to wake up, maybe the Chinese would be so gracious to send their rover over Give there. Them a nudge. To, yeah, just just wake them up a little bit. Hello, how you doing? Oh well, I suppose the Russians can send someone out and create an earthquake by crashing. That might wake up. Could be, yeah. Could be, yeah. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. Because I like to see people, no matter what country it is, succeed in many respects. India did do a good thing the other day, though. It made me chuckle. Because that git from Canada went over there, didn't he? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes, I saw him groveling or something. I've actually, I've got audio of him. While, while you're talking on that, go ahead. Because I, I need to play he this audio. He upset of him. them, didn't he? He upset he did, them. Yes. Once again, he went to another country trying to tell them what they should do. And um, then he made a few accusations because the Sikhs in in Canada and they are obviously the group that want their own bit of what is it about? If you're it's it's like the UK, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, England. We've been through the ringer together. We are United Kingdom, and no matter what happens, we should stick together. No matter what, there's more strength if you stick together. It's like in India with the Sikhs that are in Canada, they're the ones that wanted to have their own little country in northern India, don't they? And there's a bit of a whatever. And apparently one of them got shot. And obviously it's funny how Trudeau would be giving it, oh, India, it must be India. A lot of this, a lot of it points towards you. My security people are telling me it points towards you. So it's gone over there and he's accusing them and he's giving it, he should have got a, uh, he should have got a physical slap in tied up, thrown into an air balloon and gone, well, I hope the wind blows you back to Canada because that's all you're getting, you know, and they should have just been shipped out. But, I mean, so now India and Canada have um, fallen out diplomatically with each other, to say the least. Yeah, and, just, um, like, just the way China wants it, yeah, so. Mm, mm. Oh, well, he's a Chinese puppet anyway. Of course he is. It's a total git. Um, but, Did you see uh, what he said about supermarkets? What do you say about supermarkets? Oh, the government's now going to have to regulate food prices in in grocery stores. Listen to this. Uh, this is not a joke. This is Canada. Yeah, yeah. This is this is him. He's he's talking about it. He's saying that if the, the supermarket of him. Oh, that's Freeland. She's looking bad. Oh, she's looking rough. Yeah. He's saying basically if the if the supermarkets. So basically, he's telling the businesses what they're now going to do as far as setting prices. So if the supermarkets and the grocery stores don't comply to what the prices they believe should be, then the government's going to do it for them. Listen to this. It's not okay that our biggest grocery stores are making record profits while Canadians are struggling to put food on the table. So Minister Champagne (laughs) will be calling on the heads of large grocers to come to Ottawa with a plan to address the rising cost of food. And we expect to hear from them by Thanksgiving on what their plan is to stabilize prices. And it, 
And let me be very clear. If their plan doesn't provide real relief for the middle class and people working hard to join it, then we will take further action and we are not ruling anything out, including tax measures. How about giving them half of what you've got? How about you stop wrecking the damn economy and the prices will stabilize? How about you start there? So any of those, well, he's, he's any of those, the country. of course he is. Both of them are. If it, it, she's not looking good, is she? She's not looking good. No, at all. she isn't. She's um, she's ready to. Something's ready to happen there. In fact, I wouldn't say. I mean, look, that look on her face means man. She she's not there, man. She is just. Poof. Now her mannerisms on, during this uh, this speech. If you can just keep an eye on her, she's she's not looking well. You can tell no, that she's, she's starting not. to. No, she's starting. You can tell she's starting to lose control of her herself <laughs> yeah she's probably in the pelosi camp now she's getting there yeah yeah, yeah. so but he's um oh, he's, he's horrible. pathetic i mean he's he absolutely pathetic. he has to go oh i know what i meant oh every time i, don't I think... see that git it's something i meant to somebody made a joke about him and which i want time? to know whether it's true which which time i uh, honestly i want, on that I, want point... I want to see a picture of an up-to-date canadian passport Interesting. Because you know, like with money and passports, there's images on it. Yes. I really want to see an up-to-date Canadian passport image just to see if the joke is true. Okay. All right. I'll see what I can do. Um, but <laughs> hey, If I, you get one, you might understand it if it's yeah, yeah. true. But it's I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, yeah. But... I honestly, I don't think I think I think he and the U.S. and some of the, these politicians, I think we're we're all in the kind of the same situation here. I don't think that Trudeau was actually elected. The reason I say that is because when they started going through, as in like the uh, the opposition, when they started going through and they started looking at at some of these votes and these mail in votings and the voting machines and things like they were using in the U.S. That they did under COVID. Oh, he, he, in he wasn't legally elected. No, he was. No, he that was, was so so it, back. Well, they're looking you know, at the fraud. The Biden, and saying, the Biden lot on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the opposition in Canada and, and the constituency are looking at it and they're saying, "Wait a minute. Um, there's a lot of discrepancies here in a lot of these voting machines and a lot of these mail-in votes. It doesn't look like you actually got all these votes, and everything's just been censured. So everything's been shut down. Oh yeah. So I don't think he's supposed I mean, to be there. And. Um, I think India had the final word, and they said, um, come with truth or not at all. So they do not want to see him. And that was the final word of their prime minister, come with truth or not at all. And that means that little bunny doesn't know what truth is, does he? Well, he does know what truth is. He just doesn't like to speak it. No. Well, yeah. We are. Uh, I think that's about. <laughs> yeah, we are at the is end. It? Do you have any? Uh, you have any parting words before you get away from the? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Billions of pol- uh, pe- uh, petitions, please, people. Greater London, be great. <laughs> Bring that bugger down. I would just. Uh, it would. It, it'd be his own just desserts, desserts. But I do feel. I feel for everybody in this country. I really do. But um, we've got to find the tools to. Just rock the boat and keep it rocking, you know, until somebody tips out of it. Grab hold of everything you can and push it in one direction or another. Because otherwise, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I cannot see the future, but it's a bit of a dark fog at the moment, guys. And I wish everybody well. Everybody. Whether you've done what you've done or not under what pretext, just think. Think. And if you want to 
come out the other side of it, you've got to stand on your own two feet. You really do. And help each other. No, that's all I've got to say. All the best, people. All right, my friend. We will see you next week. It's been an absolute pleasure. So I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Good night, all. Thank you.